Life Over Coffee podcast. I am Rick Thomas. I'm so glad that you have joined me for this episode. We're going to do something that we've never done before. I'm going to give you a, a rare peek behind the scenes of a Christian ministry, and that's the title of this episode. This is episode 231. The title, again, a rare peek, a look behind the scenes of a Christian ministry. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to interview Josh Gravitt. We have recently taken on Josh Gravitt as one of our team members, and he is over the entire support department of our ministry. And so I am, I'm not going to explain any more about that. I'm going to let Josh <laughs> explain that. Josh, thank you so much for joining me for this Life Over Coffee episode. Well, thanks for having me on, Rick. I really appreciate it. And I'm glad to be here and I'm glad to be on the program with you. Well, uh, I'm, I'm glad you're here too. And I'm just going to tell you up front that I am a little bit uncomfortable here and I'm uncomfortable because we're going to do the thing that is hard for Christian ministries. And I think it's also hard for churches to talk about as well, but that is the financial side of, in this case, the financial side of our ministry specifically. And so we're talking about money. And so I just want to put that out there and, and let you already know how I feel about this, but uh, <laughs> to let other folks know that I'm not comfortable having this discussion, but it is imperative. And so Josh, I want to ask you a series of questions and then you just give us your thoughts and Again, I, I do believe it will be beneficial for people to not only to get in your mind, but but to pull back the curtain of this specific ministry and for you to give us a worldview and, and how you think about this idea of running an operation financially. And so my first question to you is, uh, how did you get into it? And I'm going to use the term fundraising. I think you have a, a better word that maybe we'll talk about later. But how did you get into fundraising? Well, I started working in banking and I was a salesperson there and I was not suited for that role at all. So I felt called to go into ministry. So what I did is I attended seminary and then after I got out of seminary, I started looking and uh, looking for a ministry job and I, I had a, a variety of jobs in ministries. And there right. was things that I noticed um, I, when I was, went into ministry, I noticed that there was a bunch of hidden costs and things I would have never seen, never known about if I was a donor or just a supporter. And I had the opportunity to talk to donors and they were just so thankful for our ministry and so willing to help. And I just want, I was like, okay, there's two, these two things. There's these needs and there are these people that are willing to help. There has to be some way to combine these. And I didn't know much about fundraising at that point. So I didn't really God, it was a work in progress. God, it took a while for me to connect those two points in my brain. All right. So let's uh, narrow it down. Uh, so, well, I actually, I did not know that you went to, did you say seminary? Yes, I went to seminary. Oh, good. Excellent. So you went to seminary. I had a master's in theological studies from Liberty University. Oh, very good. Uh, we make our plans. God orders our steps. And so you go into seminary. Why did you go into seminary? I mean, it wasn't for, you know, being a fundraiser. I didn't exactly know what I wanted to do in ministry. That was kind of okay. in God's hands. I was like, God, I'm going to go and learn as much as I can about you. And if it's your desire for me to go into ministry, just please open a door. And God just opened a door that I would have never expected. It's just a job just happened upon me um, by providence that I took. And then that opened the door for me to go into ministry. Well, that, that's a good way to go into ministry. Here I am, send me. And then we'll, we'll leave the details to the Lord. All right. Absolutely. So 
let's narrow this down then. Uh, so Christian fundraising, uh, you're within a Christian, well, you are a Christian, you function within a Christian worldview, you work for a Christian ministry. And so what is Christian fundraising? Christian fundraising is, it's basic, it is most basic. It's telling donors or supporters of a ministry what the ministry is about, what is going on in the ministry, where the ministry is going, and how a donor can help the ministry. I mean, Christians are the most generous people on earth. I mean, every poll we've ever done, it shows that Christians are more generous than any other group of people. They, but if they don't know there's a need, they can't give to it. So what my job is to say, here is this ministry, here, here is what it's about, and here is how you can help us in that. Yeah, that makes sense because I would say that 99% of the people that come to our ministry, they come on the front end and they come for a very specific reason. They, they're going through something, either a personal crisis, they're working through a decision, maybe they're thinking about getting married, maybe they have marriage problems, parenting problems, they have addictions and on and on and on. But 99%, um, it's probably even higher than that, but they come in for that reason. And, and, and I don't, I don't fault them for this at all. They don't look behind the curtain and, and think about the needs, you know, of the ministry that allows us to give them the thing that they came for. And that's the way I think about all businesses as well. When I walk into a, a, a yeah. Starbucks, for example, which I don't do that often, but maybe I should say Walmart. When I walk into Walmart, uh, I go in there for a product and I'm not really thinking about the details of what it takes to get those products on the shelves, on the shelves. And so why is fundraising uh, needed for a Christian ministry? Well, ministry, a lot of people think of the word ministry is free, but it, it's, we, it needs money to run. I mean, it can't exist without funding. So fundraising is needed because we have to fund the ministry. So it's just it's just a very important but overlooked thing. I mean, it's not a, it's not a fun thing to do talking to people about money. Sometimes you feel like you're a beggar and um, you're not contributing anything. But Paul talks about fundraising as work. He ties it back to an Old Testament law or a rule. They said not to muzzle the ox when it's when it's treading the grain so it can eat. So he considers ministry work and that it needs to be funded. And Paul, if you ever read through the epistles, he is often asking for money. So it's not, it's not a shameful thing. We need fundraising. It's just the way we fund the ministry. Yeah. And I mean, I totally get that. And there is a, a formula. I mean, it's a false formula or a false equation. Um, sometimes I say it this way, that a synonym for ministry is free. Mm-hmm. And we do put that together. And I understand that. I understand the I understand how we get that. I understand how we think that way, but even church work is not free. We, you know, churches talk about tithes and offerings. There's a reason that they talk about that. Absolutely. And and, and even though we think we go to, we attend a local church and we benefit from the local church. We hear the preacher preaching every week, the worship people leading us and and all the other peripherals in the building or wherever they may be meeting. And again, it's like walking into Walmart. We don't necessarily Mm -hmm. think about all that it takes to run a local church, but the way that they do it. And again, it's appropriate. It's biblical. They just call it tithes and offerings. Well, in a Christian ministry, 
a parachurch organization, para meaning alongside of. So we're coming alongside a local church. We're not a local church. Right. And so we don't have tithes and offerings and we would never, we would never say that. But even with that, there are negatives uh, to parachurch organizations and fundraising. And so let's just talk about the elephant in the room. I mean, what are some of the negatives for organizations? I mean, ours is not that way, but I've been around the block a couple of times and uh, I've seen some of the stuff on television and other places. And we've had people come here who they come with a bad taste in their mouth. And that's the tension that it creates mm -hmm. for me personally, because I don't want to perpetuate that. I don't want to be a part of it, but also don't want to be a stumbling block for those who really just want us to help them. And they don't want us asking them for money. Right. Well, I think what one reason people have a negative view of this is some of the charlatans and wolves you see on right. TV stations. I'll just tell you a, a story of one black, such black eye. I had a friend who was not a Christian at the time and still not a Christian. And she was watching TV and she saw this guy saying, if you give me a hundred dollars, a thousand dollars will appear in your bank account, making all sorts of promises saying, if you give, you'll get this. Right. So curious what would happen if she sent in a dollar. So she sent in a dollar just to see if she'd get a response. And she got a letter back from this guy and it had a tracing of his hand on the piece of paper and a packet of anointing oil. Hmm. And she, and it had a note with it. And the note said, if you'll put your hand in mine, so put her hand in the, the tracing of his hand and pour the anointing oil on your hand and pray your biggest prayer and then send me a check for $100, God will make it come true. I mean, that is absolute superstition, but, right. that, but that put the idea in her head and probably many others had, this is what fundraising is about. It's if I give, I'll get, and I'll, it's a program for me to get blessings from God. That's not what this is about. This is about a joy, joyfully giving to a ministry that you believe in so that they can spread the gospel and help other people with biblical principles. It's not about, it's not about trying to trick people into giving money so that all their problems can be solved. Yeah. Um, that's really sad on two fronts. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's, there's some boldness and I don't know what to say. I mean, a, a, just a serious ignorance and dulling of the conscience of an individual that would do that, you know, prey on people. But then yeah. on the other side, I mean, there's a desperation, I suppose, you know, in your friend and a lot of people like that, that they are hurting and, and they're desperate. And, and sometimes when the desperation level gets high enough or painful mm -hmm. enough, people will do things that they would not ordinarily do in their more logical moments. For me, it's one of the reasons that I, I would love for our ministry to continue to, to expand as far as our resources are concerned uh, because we, uh, we want to help people to think more clearly, you know, about the, not, not just the whole money thing, but about life in general, because right. this pain level and the suffering that people go through, not just the desperation and, uh, uh, uh this financial thing where a lady is, w would do this to that charlatan, uh, but people who are desperate in marriages or they're, they're in some kind of relational crisis or personal crisis. I just want to, I'm just asking the Lord daily to reach these folks so that we can, we can help them. I mean, there is bad information out there and that's part of our problem is there's, mm -hmm. there's such a bank of noise and we want to penetrate 
that noise with the clarity of God's practicalized gospel so that we can reach people. But again, in order to do that, uh, well, I mean, it comes back to the topic of, of this episode. And so let me ask you this question. What are some of the common problems of ministries that are underfunded? And I interact with ministries all the time. And that is a common theme, by the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we know the popular ministries that are well-funded and they're doing well, but there are thousands more that have very good message, very good ideas, and they can help people, but they're underfunded. And so what are some of the common problems with underfunded ministries? Well, there's two main ones. One is when something gets broken, it's fixed with bubble gum and bailing wire. I mean, they, people, they just don't have funds to properly fix things. So things slowly break down and they can't be as effective as possible. But the more systemic and more wider problem is people wear multiple hats, if you will. Like if you go into most businesses, you'd say, what's your job? And somebody might be like, I'm I'm an administrative assistant or I'm an accountant or I work in IT. If you go into a ministry, it's likely going to be, what are, what's your job? They're going to be like, I'm an administrator, I'm a secretary, and I do IT. I mean, it's just, and there, that's not sustainable, and everybody is not called to be in certain roles, and they take on uh, roles that aren't a good fit. Uh, I just want to ask you, Rick, uh, how many hats would you say you're wearing right now? If you just have, we'll circle back to specifically later, but how many would you say you have? Um. I probably shouldn't use movie analogies because I have movie amnesia. And uh, <laughs> whenever I use a movie analogy, if I get it right, uh, my mm-hmm. children will say, wow, dad just used a movie <laughs> analogy. I'm going to go out on a limb here. But I, the way that I remember Mary Poppins uh, is mm-hmm. that Dick Van Dyke, I'm talking about the original Mary Poppins. Dick Van mm-hmm. Dyke was Bert, I think. And he was, right. <laughs> he was wearing, um, all these musical instruments. He had a harmonica going on. He had the cymbals between his knees. He was probably beating a drum and playing some other things. That's my analogy. And that's what I I feel like I'm playing. Uh, So you say hats, your metaphor is hats. I say musical instruments. Uh, I would say I wear minimally 12 hats or I'm I'm a very talented musician. I play 12. You're a one man band. (laughs) I play 12 different instruments. I will say this though, that, um, and this is true. Well, is the point is true. Uh, when we started this ministry on July the 3rd, uh, 2008, I could not spell URL. And <laughs> obviously that's not true, but the point is, uh, I didn't know anything about blogging. Uh, I didn't know anything about websites. I didn't know anything about technology. I, I was kind of anti-technology to be honest mm-hmm. with you. And so people will look at, you know, like what I do and they'll look at our website or whatever and our social media platforms and all of that stuff. Uh, You you could think of it this way. Uh, It it would be like me learning German or -hmm. learning Russian. And so everything that we do today was a total, total foreign language. It did not, it did not come easy. And, uh, and I wear about, in fact, what I did for these show notes, and I would love for people to look at episode 231, is I built out a, uh, a mind map. And what it does, it doesn't show, it's not an exhaustive listing of everything in our, everything that we do in our ministry, but it gives you a great idea of all the component parts, you know, from finances, accounting, to taxes, to marketing, to social media, to customer service. 
to fundraising, to web development. Obviously, that is a technology is a big one, but it shows all of these component parts. And so when we started this ministry, I did all of them. I did every one of them. Now today, as far as answering your hack question specifically, I mean, we do have a s- small team. There are seven of us. Uh, you're one of those mm-hmm. now. And so what I've done is I've given you that hat. Now, by the way, I was glad, I was glad to do that because the thing that I like, the thing that I dislike the most about this ministry is anything to do with finances, uh, specifically sales. And some people would connote that with sales, and that's fine. I don't like sales. I don't care for the financial part. I disdain asking people for money. That's not who I am. And I will say this, and you already know this because we've talked about this before. It has hurt our ministry. It has crippled our ministry, actually, mm-hmm. uh, because I'm so hesitant and so resistant to do what you are passionate to do. And so when I ran into you, uh, by the way, we'll be doing, uh, I'll be doing a conference on Saturday, March 28th of 2020. This uh, We're doing this uh, podcast. This is uh, March the 7th of 2020. And so in a few days, 20 days, maybe I'll be at your church. And that's how we met. And then as we began to talk, it's like, this is what you do. And I'm like, <laughs> I want Very you. providential. <laughs> yes, it was. It was kindness of God. God knows. I mean, he not only knows the thoughts of, yes, of my heart, he's understood my, my grumbling over the past 12 years about <laughs> this. And, and so now we have, you and so this is a hat that uh, I'm glad to give away. And we just took on a web development individual uh, yesterday. We're getting the contract ready now, but someone to handle the website side of our ministry because that's one of the larger parts of our ministry. But those are things; those are two of the hats that I've had to wear. Mm-hmm. And so I wear a ten to twelve hats is what it amounts to. And unfortunately it does create a huge, a huge distraction for me, but it also limits me because it spreads me so thin that I'm not able to do, uh, to do what I'm supposed to be doing. And so to answer your question, uh, you can look at the mind map and you'll see that there's about 12 hats there that, uh, that I have something to do with. Oh, so it's my turn not to ask equally, you. You're not equally as good at as at them all, right? There's certain areas that you're better at. That, that's that's the box, if you will, you need to be in. Yeah, in the mind map, what you will see is yeah. uh, we uh, there are two things that I'm supposed to do. Bottom line, I'm supposed to wear two hats, period, mm-hmm. and nothing else. And so the, we did some branding a number of years ago, and uh, we worked through some processes of how to build our ministry in the most intelligent, logical way. And one of the things that the gentleman did for us is that he took a, a whiteboard and I, basically I replicated that whiteboard and that mind map. That's why I would love for people to take a look at it. But we drew out all the things that we need to accomplish this ministry. And there were two things in the middle of the room and the two or the middle of the board. And the two things in the middle of the board were leadership development, content creation. That's what I'm supposed to do. And he's, and so he drew a box around that. He said, Rick, you have to stay in the box. You can never get out of the box. Well, that's easier said than done because all of these other peripherals are not, are non-negotiable. I mean, we have to have them, 
but they cost money to hire people to do them. And so I have to do them. And so our goal has been for the past 10 years, uh, since we had that conversation, the ministry is 12 years old now, but since we had that conversation and we talk about it all the time, get in your box, Rick, get in your box. I, I'm a one trick pony. I can do one thing. Uh, leadership is, is two sides of one coin, but it's content creation and leadership development. And that's what I need to be doing, but I can't do it because of these other things. And so we have you here. So Josh, I want to hear your plan. How can you help us? Well, I want to, well, I would like to have the opportunity to talk to the donors and explain what, what we're doing, where we're going. Um, I would like to, can I talk about uh, the specific plan that we have going forward? Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you, you're talking okay, about the, sure. uh, uh, We have a match that yeah, we're yeah. about to go into. Um, we've had two donors who've given $25,000 a piece. And if we can raise another $50,000 to go along with that, they will match it dollar for dollar. So I would love the opportunity to reach out to donors and just, and if anybody has any questions, they can contact me and I can tell them a little bit more about this. Rick, can you kind of talk about some of the areas that we want to address with those funds? Yeah. Uh, I, God has been gracious to us in, in, well, so many ways, but in two specific ways, he has allowed me to meet two individuals. Uh, they're very business-minded and they're successful business people. And uh, the Lord has used our ministry to help them um, in, in a very good way. And they want to help. And so both of them have been advocates for this ministry for a number of years. And so they put this idea on the table that, hey, I'll give you $25,000. And then the other ones, I'll give you $25,000 if you can find people that would match that at 50,000, that would give you a hundred thousand. Now that would be in addition to the, the normal income that we have that comes in every year. And so basically what we're talking about, we're talking about seed money and it will allow us to, I, I say to hire some skilled position players, uh, these, boxes that are outside the big box that I'm supposed to be in. We've never been able to do that before. We've always been able to do a little bit here and a little bit there, but we've never had people just come together. I, I, honestly, our primary support is $5 people. I love my $5 people. They give $5 a month. There's others that give more than that, but that has always been uh, our people. And, and as much as I love them and I want them to continue to give that can't sustain right. what we're doing. It, it just can't. And I, and that's my tension because they are affected by our ministry and they, I've had more than one people person to say, I, I would give tons uh, if I could, but they can't. And so I want to release them. And so I've been, pray asking God to bring people who can give more significant amounts. And so these two individuals, God has raised up and now they put the challenge to us. And one of the providential things to use your word is that during this season, you came along and you said, I can help, you know, to lead this charge. And so some of the things that we're looking for, obviously uh, you, 
uh, as a fundraiser. I've already mentioned uh, a web development person, which we're taking on by faith. To give you an idea, it'll be about $12,000 a year uh, mm -hmm. to maintain our, that's just for our web developer to do all the things that are necessary to our website. But there are several thousand other dollars, about five to six thousand dollars on top of that. So we're talking about sixteen to seventeen thousand dollars a year to maintain our website because of all the peripherals that are necessary in order to run the website. Now, if you put that in the framework of a of a brick and mortar operation, we aren't brick and mortar. And so yeah. our website is our building. Yeah. And so I would say seventeen to twenty thousand dollars a year for our building maintenance, uh, heating and air, which obviously we don't have and plumbing. We don't have all of that. Uh, that's a good deal, but yeah, still that's, that's a, that's, that's a lot of money. Yeah. And then support staff. We're looking to hire a full-time administrator. Lucia works full-time for our ministry, but she doesn't get a salary. She's never been paid in 12 years. And so, and I want to take that away from her, um, and give her a lighter load because she's been a trooper for our ministry. And so we have someone in mind that we would be able to hire at 40 hours uh, a week, um, full time. And so we would like to do that. And then of course, marketing and social media, video mm -hmm. production. I do have an editor, uh, the person who has edited my three books, uh, we want to take them on and pay them weekly to edit my articles. And as most people know, my articles are future books. And so mm -hmm. the geniusness of that is that, uh, this lady will be editing our books that, when they turn into books as she is editing our articles. And then uh, also we need more help in our mastermind program, which is our online school. There's more to that, but those are some of the things that we are, we are looking at. Does that help? Yeah. I mean, this, I would, my, my prayer is that this ministry can grow to the point where it's just a household name. When somebody needs, needs help in an area, they know, Oh, of course I'm going to, I'm going to rickthomas.net to find the answer. I mean, that's how it should be with all the, it's just such a unique, great, and there's so much great content. It just needs to get out there. People just need to know about it. And to do that, we need to hire these roles so we can grow. So it's yeah. just, we're at a very big crossroads here where the ministry can really grow. Yeah. And that reminds me because when we first started talking a couple of months ago, uh, you have been reading our resources for a number of years. Years. Yeah. Yeah. And so you just didn't, you were benefiting from the resources. It wasn't like, Hey Rick, I'm looking for a job. Uh, oh no, I, I, I've do this website backwards and forwards before I started. So no, I knew how great it was. That's why I wanted to work for you. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah. And I, I wanted to say, I wanted to get, I had forgotten about that, but I wanted to get that out. That's typically, and that's how these two donors came by the way. Uh, yeah. Julie, uh, one of our VAs, one of our virtual assistants, uh, that's how she came. Uh, she was affected by the resources, uh, oh to, uh, to our two supervisors, Brandy and Mark, they were affected by the resources. Then they came into our program. They went through our mastermind program and now they're trainers 
in our mastermind program. And so the way that you came in and Julie and Mark and Brandy came, I mean, this that's typically how it comes. And, right. and I, and I praise God that he's leading people this way. We're at the end here. Uh, this is Josh Gravit, uh, episode 231. The things that we've shared here, they're in the show notes. You can read them in paragraph form. You can listen to the podcast as well. We've made a video here. I do want you to look at the mind map. And if you want to talk to Josh directly, I have his uh, email uh, here at the bottom of the show notes. And, and we have some links here if you want to support or donate in any way. I do want to say one, Josh, uh, we talked about this uh, before, a future goal. Not only we're trying to do this matching thing so that we could build this, get our position players out on the field. But our ultimate goal is to release all of my life's work uh, out into the public domain. Now, we have released our articles. Uh, in 2015, we released our articles, and you remember that. You were there uh, as a reader, but not with us. Uh, and when we did that, we lost 200 supporters. Uh, I, I'm sorry. We, we, we lost almost, almost 400 supporters. Uh, because they were just paying for the resources because they were behind a paywall. And so we released them and we lost support. And that's another reason that we want to build this uh, base here, this financial base, because my ultimate goal is to release everything, our webinars, all of our forms, our mind maps, infographics, all of that stuff into the public domain. I know that when we do that, we will lose some support. And so that's another reason that we're trying to uh, do this. Got just a few seconds, Josh. Uh, thank you for joining me for the uh, episode, and we're looking forward. Uh, please pray, uh, all of you, please pray for this campaign that God will just do a remarkable thing. And again, if you want to reach out to Josh, please do that. Uh, the email, uh, again, is at the bottom of the show notes, and you can contact him directly. Josh, thank you so much for joining me for the episode. You have been listening to Life Over Coffee with Rick Thomas. If you have a question for Rick, you can let him know by sending him a note through his website, rickthomas.net. That's rickthomas.net. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your coffee. Thank you.